0: Hello, hello, I'm Dan, and I'm Martin. Welcome to Down to Chad podcast, where we mull and steal about everything and anything
1: from poops and scoops to unplugging society's constipations, one conversation at a time.
0: And occasionally we may have a special guest come in and chat and chill with us. And this week we'd like to introduce my good friend, Deanna. Hi, Deanna. Hello. Thanks for joining us today.
1: Yes. Thank well, you so much.
2: Thank you for the invite.
0: Yeah, so a little bit of background about Deanna is that she's been my longtime friend since university, which is a long, 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 long time ago. We're old.
3: Um, Yeah, yeah,
0: we're we're old friends now. But I do consider my ride and die, you know, and uh, should I be married one day, she will definitely be in the groomsman party for sure, 100%. Right? Breaking the mold, breaking the mold, but I'm all about it. (laughs) So a little bit about uh, Deanna is that she we went to university together. uh, And funny thing about our friendship is that neither of us seem to be able to pinpoint how we became friends. It's just at one point we're strangers. Uh, So I was in the back. It's really funny. I will let her explain her side in a second. But the way I remember her was I was sitting in the back of a lecture hall. I see Deanna in the front of the lecture hall. She would sneak in on the side of the lecture hall and is sitting nearest to the door. And and I I can kind of picture exactly where which this, this lecture hall is. if you remember
2: the old AA building. I do. I don't know like, I remember exactly what lecture hall you're talking about. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember being late. Like every class. <laughs> it was kind of embarrassing. And you know, I had no reason to be late. It was just I just was late.
0: Yeah um so she would sneak in and she would just sit in the corner by herself and at some point in one way or another we she was that person that I saw in the corner of the classroom to be like like my ride and die in classes where but I don't know how that happened do you want to take it away and just talk about yourself and explain how reader and my story a little
2: bit um yeah I have no clue how it happened either all I remember <laughs> like my earliest memory of you is like, same lecture hall. Yeah. I um, I remember once again walking in late, and I see you knocked out <laughs> in the back. And I'm like, okay, I guess <laughs> this is the thing. People just sleep and make it obvious. You should at least try and put on glasses. Um, <laughs> and then my next memory of you after that is just, like, me and you just sitting together. And it's just yeah. like, hey, Danny, how are things? I open my laptop, and... like yep yep we're we're set up and you just knock out like that is my memory
0: (laughs) i don't know how i made it through university honestly (laughs) i slept through literally 80 percent of my lectures so you're one of
1: those guys
0: (laughs) yeah it got to a point where the professor would email me he's like is everything okay (laughs) you know it's bad when a professor goes out of their way to message you to see if you're okay
2: (laughs) yeah like, how, it, it was pretty bad
1: how big was this class for him to like notice you amongst like
2: uh so about our one art... of them, well i think one of them was like 20 no about 30. Mm. i remember madame boki's class being about yeah. 30. Yeah. and then i remember like our education classes were 40 45. Yeah.
3: okay
0: yeah yeah they weren't large our our program was very niche but yeah, I fell asleep. And the problem with me sleeping is not just me sleeping. The problem is that not only do I sleep, but I'm a loud snorer. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have to like tap me on the shoulder every so often <laughs> to wake me up so that?
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, so what... I don't know.
1: So, so who gave? Because I hear one of you sitting at the back napping. Yeah. Other person's like sneaking in late on the side, the very strategic <laughs> door uh, chair next to door side. Yeah. yeah. Right. But at the front. So, did you move? Did one of you move back or one of you move to the front?
0: Uh, I she think, definitely moved that back.
2: Yeah. I moved to the back. And I think it was because we also changed. That's uh, around the time when we changed classes mm-hmm. uh-huh. or we had a break and then we yes. came back. Yeah. And then at that point, I started showing up. It was like near the end of the class, anyways. Yeah. But I started showing up a little <laughs> less late. Yeah. And then uh, I think the following year we had a class where the door to get in was at the back of the class, and then yeah. the teacher was at the front. Yeah. And it was oh. like, cool, just sneak in into the back because I'm late.
1: Yeah. yeah. Understand. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Near the near the um wall socket.
1: Yeah,
0: that's because uh either I'm gaming or I'm asleep. I still don't know how I miraculously pulled out a distinction out of that, out of that, like all those four five years. It's miraculous. Anyways, uh so this <laughs> this week's episode is focusing or the theme is uh roots to groots. So it goes back to our roots and uh and how we evolved and grew into uh ourselves today, which are groots. It's a total Marvel reference for our uh, cinematic uh, people's fans out there. So I guess let's kind of go back to elementary school, high school, and talk about our backgrounds and demographics into our like early child educations or high school, high school experiences. I grew up in a really Asian community, so I don't share the same challenges that online Asian influencers or whatever you want to call them experience, our YouTubers, I grew up in a really, really Asian community. So I had, you know, we wore Power Rangers, Hello Kitty, Doraemon stuff. And like, no one bat an eye. It was like, yeah, it was cool. Uh, you can eat Chinese food. No one gave a, a hoot about it. It was really interesting. So I don't think I, ha- I felt any sort of racism whatsoever <laughs> growing up, but what were your experiences growing up in high school in your, in your communities?
1: I guess I can go next Sure. Um, yeah. and I'll make mine quick, just because uh, I grew up in an environment very similar to Dane. I'm gonna say majority or if not close to majority Asian. So I fit right at home, me and my people did not feel like a minority. I remember growing up as a kid, uh, like when I was way younger, I'm like, wait, what are minorities? Yeah. I'm like, oh, well, well you, we're a minority. I said my parents, right? Or like, yeah. cause we're an Asian. I'm like, but my entire class is Asian. Doesn't minority mean, like, less than the majority? Right. And like, yeah, so that was interesting for me. High school, same deal. <laughs> Even university, actually, same deal. Although, like, university was much larger, so you get exposed to a lot more people. Still a lot of Asians, though. So felt pretty much at home. A lot of easy, I guess, sharing of culture, just because, like, they kind of get it. People got it, right? And yeah. Hmm.
2: Okay. Um, well, for me, I have, I guess I share a similar experience in parts, but not in all all of them. My elementary school, I went through, my program was mostly black kids. The word Asian wasn't a thing in elementary school, (laughs) like straight up. There were no Asian kids in my school. And then within the other program, it was mostly white in my program, because it was mostly black, there was like the token white kid. So (laughs) I never had that. I I know that apparently that, I it was funny to like talk about that um, because that wasn't a thing apparently everywhere else. Mm. I don't know. (laughs) For me, even though my classmates were all the same and Mm -hmm. came from similar backgrounds, had similar moms who would like throw a spoon at you if you were like doing something (laughs) bad. my teachers were all white mm. I never had I never had a colored teacher of any kind or a teacher of non-white descent until high school mm. so for me I did experience a little bit more of a discrimination but it wasn't because I was the only black kid it was because I was black in mm. a black school right uh, and in high school, that's where I met my first Asian person, who was like a classmate.
3: Yeah, wow.
2: it, it sounds. Yeah, I know, I know. It, <laughs> it, like I obviously had met Asian people outside of outside of school, but within the ac- academic environment, that was the first time. And then um, I met more white people. I met people from all over. I'm like, shoot! i been living. I like. I was like, I've been living a sheltered life. Uh, I didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) And um, yeah, like I, you always know people exist because you see them outside, right? But in school, that's what I was exposed to. And yeah, yeah, university, totally different. It was there that I think I became, there was that switch where it was no longer me and my people. It was everyone else and me if that Mm -hmm. makes sense Mm. yeah like I get that yeah yeah, I wasn't the only black person but I but it was nothing compared to high school nothing compared to elementary school where um I had people who were just who just got it
3: yeah
0: Mm. I think I think it's true. Like, uh, I, while I did have a lot of East Asian representation in elementary school, it was high school where we started mingling like two groups of people. So well, there was like, a huge South Asian and an East Asian representation and then university is like the works, you know, every is a yeah. mosaic. So that's really interesting to hear that we all grew up in like really similar neighborhoods or like not similar, but like very uh,
1: similar situations.
0: Yeah. Very yeah. coherent neighborhoods. If That's the correct way of putting it okay so like you know what were some trends that g- growing up for you folks uh in your elementary school or high school were there any like uh hobbies trends toys that everyone was like playing or doing i'm kind of curious like what you folks had growing up
2: well everybody had a tamagotchi that was a thing like, <laughs> oh
3: my god you needed that tamagotchi to survive oh shit! yeah, yeah. i i remember none, of, none of
2: mine lived None
0: of them live. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I forget if they actually died. Did they like die? They
3: die.
2: Yeah. Really? And you have to like reset it on the back. Push that yep. little button.
1: You gotta get like a pen or some shit and like yeah, poke it. Yeah. Oh my god. You see a little like rips gravestone? Yeah. I'm like, what? No. Uh,
0: oh. Um, yeah. So Tamagotchis were a thing for us, but then uh, Digimon became really popular, so we everyone started getting Digivices instead, which is essentially Tamagotchi but Digimon themed. But everyone was like like transitioning to that. Beyblades, Yu-Gi-Oh cards, those are our usual uh, toys that was highly popular in our schools. I seem to never, I don't think Mighty Bean or uh, those Pogs never never took off in Bro, my Bro, that's community. a
1: different time, man.
2: Yeah, that is Look. like pre-us, I think.
1: so. Really? That was my cousin's time.
2: Or early. That, yeah. That's like we were basically, what, one, two? Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah I'm going to say I seven think. years. Really, my cousins were super into Pogs, and they actually handed me down all their old Pogs and shit.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, and they're seven years older than I am.
0: Pogs are those cardboard circular the discs, pieces, right?
1: Yeah. The discs. Yeah. And there's yeah. a game where you like stack them, and you can trade them. And there's like the rare ones with like the interesting characters on it or whatever.
2: I never, then, I never understood how it worked. My
1: cousins no, tried to explain that. to me, but I just, no. <laughs> I, I didn't pay, I don't remember.
0: <laughs> I wonder if those toys that we grew up with would fly with today's generation. Like, no, if it's not
1: digital, no.
2: No, there's no way. <laughs> like, can you imagine kids sitting there for, for an hour waiting for their Tamagotchi to hatch? No way. No. No. Really? No. Yeah.
1: I, don't to spend. Uh, I would say the uh, only thing maybe is mm. there are some people who are still like into Pokemon cards. I think, I think yeah. kids are still into Pokemon cards and and, and you, whatever other card games yeah. are now. I think mm. that might be the only thing that actually made it.
0: I think card games somehow survived that test of time, which is really interesting, right? You're right. Pokemon cards, Yu-Gi-Oh cards are still very relevant today. And it seems that while there are digital variants of the game, they're not as like they didn't they're not, they didn't take off as wildly as like other games and formats, which is like really interesting. Mind you, there are virtual like card games these days, but I'm in terms sure. of the old tra- old brands, Yu-Gi-Oh! Pokemon, they still remain physical cards as the dominant uh, medium of choice when you're playing these games. I think um, that's
2: because there's still the TV show though. You know, there's yeah. like yes. brand new Pokemons coming out, well, Pokemon series or whatever yeah. they're called. I'm um, yeah. coming out once every year, every few years. Yeah. Um, the Yu-Gi-Oh, I think the last one that came out was a few years ago. Yeah. So there, it's definitely something that stood the test of time. But it's because right. they're making it stand the test of time. Yeah.
3: yeah.
0: And then there's still other new, new games and softwares and apps being released, like Pokemon, Pokemon Go. I feel like revived. I wouldn't say revived the series, but really helped brand further yes um uh the pokemon brand
1: i think Uh, it it helped bring it out of the 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 slowly becoming more niche pokemon community mm. because they're like there's still the diehard fans right out there but then pokemon go showed up yeah and all of a sudden everyone and their dog was catching pokemon right (laughs) like everyone's out there grandmothers were like i don't know what the hell this thing is but i want it right
0: it made it super accessible to everybody. So it's really exactly. interesting to see how diversified Pokemon has become over like over the years to make it like really accessible to people of, like all times. It's crazy to think that Pokemon started with our generation, but not as what we see it today, but as these gray pixels of like, like these eight bit Pokemon pieces. And you know, I I was a diehard Pokemon fan for the longest time. I don't know if you folks, played those games growing up but i certainly did and i thoroughly enjoyed them
1: i played the original like on the game boy or whatever yeah yeah i, I played pokemon red back then i never owned it mind you i always i bored it from my cousin who eventually yeah. forgot about it and, and yeah. i just kind of played it for a while but yeah it's it's crazy to think that something that i was really hyped about when i was like whatever what was i like 10 11 12 and so on right and then there's 10, 11 year olds now who are into it. Obviously, it's grown a lot since then, but yeah, it's pretty pretty yeah. crazy. It's, I'm impressed. I'm <laughs> impressed that something lasts that long.
3: Right.
0: Yeah. So, D, I don't know if you played Pokemon, but what was your take on it?
2: No, I didn't. <laughs> um, That's okay.
3: It's okay. Like,
2: my cousin tried to explain it to me, but I loved the TV show, loved like learning about Pokemon, but the card game was just beyond. My interest, like oh, the growing
3: card
2: up, game, yeah, yeah. The card game specifically was beyond my interest, and it yeah. wasn't like it wasn't card games like that weren't what I grew up with, like yeah. in elementary school.
0: Yeah, the the Pokemon card game, like it's very, it's not difficult to learn, but it is quite complex. And I remember learning it through the Game Boy, um, the game from like the classic Game Boy. It was hard, like it was not an easy <laughs> game, and it's just, it was like pretty uh, high stakes. But one, I guess, like, let's kind of pivot to shows and movies that kind of survived, that like, that aged incredibly well over the ages. One that I remember from my high school years was, like, Avatar, Last Airbender. Um,
2: yes, yeah. I just watched that over the break again.
0: <laughs> it's nice, so good. Nice. Like,
2: it is so good. <laughs> the
0: stories, I don't know how Nick Lilley did it, but somehow the art style, the story are still so relevant today you know it grew so well even like the Korra series like Korra was not as celebrated as Aang but her stories are so much more I want to say mature mature yeah those villains were like very like they were true diehard villains but they all had their own unique motives whereas as I was reading the other day in terms of Aang and the Fire Lord he just was just pure epitome of like what evil stood for whereas in Korra (laughs) They each had their own stories of how they got to that villain position, but they had their own motives and they were true to themselves.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, really good backstory.
2: With Korra, I think Korra was meant more so for a an older age group, mm-hmm. whereas Avatar, you could watch it at any age and still be okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Korra, def- uh, like, I can, I have no issues saying it. I preferred yeah. Avatar like ang's avatar to Korra, mm. uh Korra was not my favorite right i loved watching it because of the nostalgia of the series but right. i definitely think that the first one is the best one
1: mm. i yeah. agree i,
0: I like agree the first
1: that one as well one. yeah that, that makes
0: total sense to me yeah it was it was a good time were good movies oh, oh, it. sorry shows rather yeah. Um
2: Save by the Bell funny enough that's something that oh. I watched even though it was um like I watched it when I was a little bit younger and it had already ended by that time. Yeah. Save by the Bell was definitely Something that I remember many of us watching, and right. yet none of us watching. If that makes sense,
3: right? <laughs> like you <laughs> yeah. watch
2: it, but nobody ta- but nobody talked about it, right? Um, and I went back and I watched it. I remember watching a few episodes recently, just kind of seeing what a, what it was about, and it covered a lot of serious topics. I, wow. I forgot. I forgot. It talked about things like like um identity it talks about things like like womanhood and what feminism is and mm-hmm. how as a man you can be a feminist as well like it was it did quite well actually interesting yeah
0: hmm. i never Why watched not? that yeah but i'll look into it my like my biggest sitcoms growing up was probably friends and big bang theory i still enjoy watching that or Listening to it in the background, it's one of those things I just enjoy. Looking back every so often, I just finished How I Met Your Mother recently. I know that Uh-oh. was like super popular in high school. There was also High School Musical; Everyone was into that. Wait, hold on. Yeah,
1: How I Met Your Mother. How old did it start in high school?
0: How I Met Your Mother.
1: Yeah, I think so. Uh, let me check. Dang, I, I had no idea I was that all. Okay, so
2: I thought it was. I thought it was like. Well, it only ended, like, what, five years ago? Four yeah. years ago? So Maybe
0: the runtime t- run of How I Met Your Mother was from 2005 and ended what? in 2014.
1: Damn.
2: You're joking. 2005? Yeah. Look, cause, no cause way. that's the
1: thing, right? It didn't yeah. feel that old to me. But I, I didn't no. watch it that much in high school. Like so, I got into it
2: like,
0: Yeah.
1: undergrad.
0: It's so interesting to – because the kids who that's played in that first episode of How I Met Your Mother knew – who the father was from the get-go, right? So many years ago. So it's really crazy how they kept kept their lips zipped for uh, so long. <laughs> yeah, I really, enjoy- I, I don't know. It's really interesting to see these old shows and how they grew. And the following was huge as well. It's really weird to think back on that because I wonder if there's going to be as, you know, big followings for shows or books even, right? If you remember the Harry Potter, like, the Harry Potter uh, book series coming out where there are like literal lines and crowds outside bookstores trying to get that book. Yeah. Um, like, will we ever see in our lifetimes again where a book will create such a huge following where, you know, there'll be lines outside the door for these titles?
1: If George R. R. Martin finishes the next Game of Thrones book before he dies, I feel like that that might do it.
0: Is it bad that I've never watched an uh, episode of Game of Thrones?
1: Yes. Yes, I do. It is bad. Uh, thanks for coming oh out. It is bad. <laughs> wow. Bro, it is how a cultural phenomenon. It is no longer just a TV show. It has ascended no. that. Up it until is the something last that is
2: season. It's literally ingrained into pop culture now. Oh, need, absolutely. Like, how is it you have? Oh my gosh, Danny.
1: It's like I'm saying right. you don't know who Harry Potter is. Oh
0: yeah. i do not like, read what's Harry or Potter? watched it i don't
1: know <laughs> watched it read the book just absorb it into your life in some shape or form uh you don't
2: yeah you don't have to watch i've never read any of the books but i can tell you from start to finish what happens all the relationships who dies how they die all of yeah. that
0: oh wow interesting so was there like because all i know about um, Game of Thrones is that it's a show with lots of drama, people dying and lots of sex. And I'm not sure if that remains yeah. true in the books yeah. as well.
1: Also true. Although also the, true? the sex isn't as explicit. Yeah. Whereas I mean I think for like for the sake of getting, you know, more viewers, they yeah. made it a lot more explicit in the show. Yeah.
0: Isn't it weird that there's such a shift in media consumption these days regarding sex and like more explicit content? I feel like a lot of these new Netflix originals or shows that are being produced all have some aspect of sexual relations between teenagers and whatnot. And, you know, oh, yeah. I'm all for healthy sex life, but it just seems like everything is sexualized. Whereas I don't remember, like, relationships being so sexualized in our programming when we're teenagers.
1: I, it's the restrictions, right? I think they've gotten looser over the ages.
2: Um... um... I don't think they've gotten looser. I think no? the idea of sexuality has become more accepted because like in in Europe, a sex scene or okay, not even sex, a sex scene, boobs. Just yeah. seeing boobs is not a big deal. It's on local television. But here, if a boot pops out, oh my gosh, we need to black everything out. Oh yeah, my gosh, R <laughs> Literally, it, they they pop an R rating on it, it's yeah. it's it's North American culture um, that has made this uh, this idea of like sexuality and things surrounding it um, seem like a taboo. Mm-hmm. And with the changing times, yes, things are loosening up. But um, I know they could go like so much more, so much more.
0: But then the question is. Is this so in your opinions and your views on things, do you think it's better that media is more open to you know, portraying sexuality and more different sexualities and, uh, health, uh, was it healthier sex lives? Cause it's just, it's just purely sex on there. And sometimes I view these relationships as pretty toxic, but is it better to have a more closed kind of sexual uh, exposure in media, or is this better to have more exposure, but not necessarily healthy relationships? Uh, being portrayed
2: well definitely better it's better because conversations of what toxic relationships look like are now made easier for those who were unsure where to start Mm. like when you look at the examples that netflix puts out 13 reasons why Mm. there was another one that i don't remember i recently watched it you can see you can see the what it, it gives young people and even older people the chance to see okay, I'm not comparing my relationship, but I should be mm. cognizant of if someone is grabbing me all the time mm. maybe I need to reconsider this right mm. things, things that people never thought about before It's definitely better it's not all good obviously mm. like there right. there are things that are completely over sexualized yeah. but you know you you can never get it hundred percent perfect
3: mm-hmm.
0: yeah overall like net I'd say so. But that's, it's uh it's more of a move in the right direction,
1: I guess.
2: Yes, absolutely.
1: As long Mm. as they don't overdo it, like you already mentioned. Yeah. Right. Like like, don't be raunchy for the sake of being raunchy. Right. right? But if you're using it to communicate a point or a message or a theme, then yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't think we should, Mm. uh, I guess, like hide away from that and shy away from it. Yeah. Um, Because it's, it's life. (laughs)
0: Right. I think I also appreciate that in media today, there's actually a move in a direction where there's diversity in terms of casting and shows and, you know, media for kids and teenagers, even adults. You know, there's just more. Uh, Whereas I think when we were growing up, there was the castings for different shows and movies that we consumed uh, were very limited, not very diversified. But Hmm.
2: that's interesting.
0: You know, it's like think about your think of your childhood movies, they're all like predominantly, you know, uh, white see-
2: people. <laughs> call it what it is, because that this is this is exactly the conversation I was having a few weeks ago.
3: Yeah.
2: Growing up, the the stars of many TV shows, many uh, movies were yeah. not people who looked like me, not people right. who look like you.
0: Right. So then think about that, you know, we have more representation, but you know, is it are we are we moving in a direction where we're just including folks as a token kind of representation or are we actually moving in a direction where we're actually including and being more inclusive people from different walks of life right if you i'm just looking about different netflix shows these days and you know there's always they're always being accused of oh you're only including this person for a token representation not because you're trying to be more diverse but uh, at the same time i think it is Great to see that we are starting to move in the right direction. I think there can be more to get a more uh, a stronger mosaic, but I don't know what your three views are on, on
1: that are. Yeah, I think so, but I, I think it's like it's a like baby steps, right? Step by step progress. It might start off as a token representation, as you mentioned it, and I right. do I like I have noted that myself. Right. Like I'd watch that show, I'm like, okay, let's be honest. The only reason why that character's in it is because that's right. the only Asian character or the only right. Black character, right? Right. And I've seen it, but like not to hate on the show, I kind of get it. Right? Yeah. But uh, I think this is where it starts, right? At least the idea, mm. and then from from there, it'll, it'll grow until you get more more characters and just shows with like a, a mixed diversity. Right. Um, I just think it takes time for people to wrap their heads around it, mm. or at least for these kind of companies to be comfortable enough to say, yeah, let's just throw in like a mixed cast or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's getting better, I think. Right.
2: I agree. I also think it also depends on who's behind the show itself, mm-hmm. um, That's good because the, the examples you brought up specifically are from Netflix. But when you look at cable TV, this the the biggest um, person that I can think of automatically is Shonda Rhimes. Shonda Rhimes is the creator of Grey's Anatomy, How to Get Away with Murder, Station 19, and um, Scandal. Two of those shows are completed, mm-hmm. but and and in in three. All four shows have a female lead, Mm -hmm. three of the shows have it have a female lead that is non white Mm. right and um, Mm -hmm. the cast within all shows are very diverse very come from a variety of backgrounds, so it I agree that yes there are token people. Like I've, I watched a movie called Freaky. It's a Vince Vaughn movie where like he's a murderer or something like that. Yeah. Yes. And Switch there's a, yes, exactly. Yeah. And there's a token gay best friend and there's a token black girl best friend,
3: yeah. Yeah. right?
2: Yeah. To accompany the female white lead. Right. I 100% believe that, yes, they got it based off their talent, but also right. they are token. Um, yes. But we do have the other side of the coin where, there are people who are pushing forward mm-hmm. for there to be more diversity within mm-hmm. television and film. Yeah.
0: yeah. I think it's great that, that kids are given more, like while perhaps perhaps token, I think it's great to see that there are avenues for kids to see them reflected in their media they are consuming. And I think it is moving in the right direction, no matter how tokenish it might be, I'll take my tokens. Uh, until we get a bigger piece of the pot, uh, you know, and as long as we're moving in that direction. Um, speaking of kids' consumptions, I was thinking back to my own high experience, and, like, kids these days are glued to their phones. We all say social media, Instagram, Snapchat, uh, it's Twitter still a thing. And thinking, we didn't have that in our time, uh, but we we did have was MSN Messenger. And that was, like, <laughs> my go-to thing. I that love MSN Messenger. The thing. <laughs> i don't know if you use the d but i love my messenger it's like pre skype yeah it was so good like there's so many things you can do on it those defaults that display pictures and
1: display pictures
0: <laughs> i love yeah, display having, pictures
2: <laughs> having to remember certain keys to type up the emoji that you wanted oh yeah, yeah. and then like yeah, hitting you need to know hitting them. The, yes and hitting the wrong one you're like oh my gosh now I have to like backspace, backspace. yeah but
0: like it's so what I loved <laughs> about MSM Messenger. It was so, it was so customizable. The skins can be customized. There was like different, uh, your emojis can be customized. Fonts, yeah, like everything fonts could l- sure. be customized. It was legit, um, and you know
1: statuses,
0: statuses, there were statuses
1: like, on there. What you're listening to?
0: Yeah, I love initials here to display your relationship status <laughs>
3: yes relationship, yes i remember
0: that it's like it's not a fish until you're uh, on MSN messenger status <laughs> yeah it's, that was uh i guess that would be a cringy part of our past
2: uh very cringy
0: yeah
2: <laughs> very cringy you open your msn you're like i'm in a relationship with who <laughs> very <laughs> very cringy
3: <laughs> okay
0: I'm just thinking, about what else was like, cring- like cringy and like it was, it, like it would not fly in today's, um, today's like way of doing things. I'm like, what's considered cringy from our time?
1: What about fashion?
3: Uh, what did you guys see a lot?
1: I'm pretty sure some of the things that, pe- I mean, I'm just trying to think back. I'm pretty sure some of it. The man of Hollister people wore, uh, Hollister, American Eagle.
0: Yeah, blue jeans. Are blue jeans still a thing? I don't think jeans are as popular as they used to be.
1: I think I don't know if jeans will go away. I'm gonna be honest. Jeans
2: are never going anywhere. Yeah, no.
0: But like blue jeans. Are- but I, I feel like I haven't seen hard blue jeans in a really long. Mind you, I haven't been out for a really long yeah. time. So maybe, maybe just <laughs> like, we're just delusional here.
2: So, okay, well, the last time I saw my class was back in December, and there were blue jeans. There were kids who wore blue jeans. there there There's this one student. She had these amazing blue jeans, and I was like, I want to ask her, but would it be weird if I asked her where she got her jeans so I could go buy a pair from No, I don't
0: think so. (laughs) Go ahead and ask her where she got her jeans. (laughs) You have great taste, girl.
2: (laughs) I know, I know. I was like, oh, I really want to get them, but then, like, what if I roll up on the same day when she's got those jeans too?
0: We're we're sisters in <laughs> the traveling pants. <laughs> oh God!
2: Also, why was that a, a thing? Like, I think about that movie, and I'm like,
0: I never watched
2: That's
0: it. <laughs> so, wait, wait, wait. So, wait, wait. here's my understanding of what the movie is because I didn't watch it. It was a girl who wore jeans for a little while, and then passed it on to someone else, and she wore her jeans, and then she passed it on to someone else. But they wore the
1: same yeah. pair of jeans.
2: Yes, yes. So it's a group of four friends who found these magical jeans that fit all of their body shapes and these jeans, they were like, okay, so this is how we're going to keep in touch over the summer. And they had rules they had to follow. So with the jeans, they couldn't be washed. They couldn't be, um, they only, they could take them off. Um, you can't spill anything on them. You can't do like certain things. And these jeans, I guess the idea was like, about sisterhood and staying in touch. And, um, you know, living different experiences but still being together. Yeah. But all shoot, like
1: all wow. of those things. The only thing that threw me off is like, all right, you can't wash these pair of jeans and you're sharing it amongst four people.
2: Four other teenage women, yes. So I mean
1: <laughs> I I don't want to wear the jeans this. don't
0: really need to be washed though, right? I mean they, they should be, they smell, but they, I think there was a study that was done at one point where jeans don't really get that dirty over time. If they're like, if you're not rolling in mud.
2: So I think Levi's jeans have specifically said, do not wash their jeans. Like yeah. they're not meant to be washed. Yeah. All other oh. jeans. Like if you buy them from Walmart, you better wash those things before you yeah. put them on. Okay. You yeah, don't good. know who's, who's <laughs> like rolled their butt in the, in that jeans. Exactly.
1: Okay? Yeah. Like that's dirt. Yeah, it's true. I, I'm, definitely gonna wash my jeans i
0: know a friend who is a very avid like he's an avid jean like fanatic and he will make sure those creases and those jeans never get washed because they apparently give the character uh those jeans so he he has a specific like you can see the outline of his wallet in his (sighs) jeans because he he puts an exact same spot every single time
2: can i ask you do you know how much he spent on those jeans
0: you know, I haven't actually kept in touch with them for a while. So I don't, I don't know. I don't recall, but um, okay, I'm pretty sure a fair amount. Like they're not, I'm sure they're not no, no name brand George Britain jeans from like Walmart.
2: Okay. Cause I can tell you right now, my jeans cost me $20 and I'm like, if they're $20 jeans,
1: yeah. Yo, I don't value. expect
2: anything past one year. <laughs> okay. So yeah. I'm gonna wash them. Cause who cares? In one year they will be, there will be, there'll be holes everywhere. Yeah. You know, cheap
0: cheap clothes my jam in high school man i would just go to h&m get those basic like basic colored shirts and that'd be great i'm not even <laughs> sure if h&m sells them anymore really old I,
3: navy. yeah
0: i think oh, old, really. navy old
1: navy yeah
0: i remember like a lot of people a lot of girls around me they wore like forever 21 i'm not sure if that store still exists i think they closed
2: down they Wait, did close really Yeah. Forever, yeah forever 21 isn't a thing anymore I believe all of their stores yeah this is this happened like over a year ago pre-covid
1: I think so so. oh shit I'm just like that's a shocker
2: yeah I mean so
1: yeah wow yeah
2: I think I don't remember what happened I think it was like a bankruptcy yeah
1: damn
2: I'm thinking about
0: my high school wardrobe it was just very black. Even today, I'm wearing black. But
2: <laughs> I mean, I look
0: at my wardrobe from high school. It was just like black shirts, dark clothing, sweaters all black. Would that be cringy? Um,
2: no, that's you know. It
1: doesn't go away. People still wear black.
0: Like black's just so easy to maintain. You spill like juice on it. Okay, throw it in the wash. It doesn't make a difference.
2: But was that why you wore black in high <laughs> school?
0: I don't know. I just felt like I had like... Uh, I feel like I was those wannabe like hardcore emo kid. Like I'm not You were emo, like or black. black. I'm gonna wear black.
3: Get that eyeliner going.
0: Nightmare before Christmas, skull on it. So it was like it was a like cute. It was like did you have cute, a dog tag. Uh no, no dog tags. I actually, maybe I, maybe I did.
1: Or, or, or sorry, not dog tags. What am I thinking? Uh collars. Collars. So it's like
0: Colors. yeah, no, no, no collars. So like I think I think it was like wannabe. Um it was times where like <laughs> like I would when you consider like simple planet and like those folks like oh, yeah. rock or they're, they're pop-, pop rock. Pop rock, yeah. I think the were style some forty one yeah.
1: Some forty one or yeah, like so, yeah. three days grace. Then you get to like the emo rock.
0: Yeah. Uh um, yeah. So I think Just it was more it into that 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 genre of music these days. Uh oh those days. I feel like those that has died off. That is no longer
1: a oh it's not a thing
0: trending uh, genre these days either pop k-pop
1: or whatever Yem and like house rap
2: so I think I think you're right I also think a lot of students actually listen to classic rock or what what's considered classic rock now um so rock from our time rock from yeah our time and earlier the we're rock, now yeah.
1: classic rock All right. we're we are literally
0: we're, <laughs> <laughs> we're relics <Damn. laughs> we've been archived shelved okay
1: yeah classic yeah. rock to me is like queen <laughs> uh, yeah
2: kiss. so some kids yeah kiss ACDC. Yeah. um who else whoever else i can't remember right, right now yeah
0: is that crazy we're like we're we're at an age where we're considered like Old school, like true, true, true old school. Shit.
2: It, yeah.
0: <laughs> We're old. <laughs> it's
2: oh, okay. Goodness. It's okay. Like, we have aged well.
0: Yeah. Mm. Like, looking at your position where you are today, are you kind of satisfied growing into a group that you are today? Like, are you happy with your accomplishments? Would you go back and do any significant changes to your life so like for example oh. like if you weren't in ux or in education would you go back and pick another career pathway do you have like what were some changes that you would change going back if you
1: would do it
3: take your time to think I about
1: that
2: I, I've oh, I had
3: this
1: conversation before so i already know i'll let you go first go ahead
2: Diana. no 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 okay. go ahead go ahead go ahead
1: all right so Actually, so that's a really interesting, it's great that you brought that up. I feel like that entire topic, I could do a whole podcast around.
0: We could totally do a part two, but, you know, Uh, go on. We'll do a snippet of, like, just, like, career-wise today.
1: Yeah, as a snippet. So, the answer is no, for me. Mm -hmm. The answer is no, because I am who who I am today because of whatever I did in the past, like, mistakes and otherwise. Mm -hmm. I mean, could certain things have gone better? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, there were times where I'm like, yeah, I probably should have studied harder for that test, which might have affected my overall grade, you know, like, did I did I almost fail a lot of courses? Yeah, I almost failed a lot of courses. Yeah. So, would that have affected my career? Even potentially. So, like, mm-hmm. I remember at the time, at least of undergrad, I pursued, like, grad school. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, but I started late. So, yeah. I wasn't one of those kids who, like, went to university and already knew, okay, I want to get a master's, mm-hmm. right, or a PhD or whatever but then halfway through my undergrad by like second year, I'm like, okay, so what do I do with my life? Right. Right. And I was exploring career paths. I'm like, okay, maybe I was thinking about psychology back then. Right. I was, a, <laughs> I'm a psychology student. Um, so I was like, I want to get into, into being like a psychotherapist or a clinical psychologist. So I'm like, okay, so how do I do that? Grad school. What do you need for grad school? Well, you need, you know, grades, You need to write a thesis, right? And you need, well, first of all, you need to distinguish yourself as a student academically enough that a professor would even bother taking you, right? Right. And my first and second year, I didn't try to distinguish myself at all. So I was like, shit, I got to catch up, right? So, Mm. so I mean, but would I do that over again? Uh, I don't know about that. Because despite not being a psychologist right now, right? I'm in UX, so. I like where I'm at in terms of my career. I like UX. It was something I found out after I graduated from undergrad um, and I was trying to figure out life and I, I really enjoy it. And I would have definitely not discovered it if I had made it into grad school because then my life would have been consumed just by grad school by itself, right? right. So all I have to say is I don't know if I'd actually change anything major because right. I don't think I would have met the people that I did, became the person who I am now for okay. better or worse. Okay. So that's my a, that's my I'm... short answer.
0: I'm going to reword my question in a minute. Okay. But I want to hear from Dee what she wants to say, what her thoughts on that are.
1: Yes, please.
2: Um, yes. There's one thing I would absolutely change. I don't think it would affect me. It would affect me in terms of my career path, but not, not for like, it would only affect me in terms of what I can teach. Okay. Right. And maybe it wouldn't have, I don't think it would have made a difference but I would definitely go back and redo my math in high school. <laughs> it sounds hor- it sounds hilarious, but you know what? Like I made it, now I'm on the other side and now I'm like the other side of high school, the other side of life. And, then, and like, okay, so I always ask this question. I'm like, how many, how many seats are there in, in parliament? And it's like 338. So how, how much is that by half? And I always have to pull out my calculator mm. to figure out the math because I didn't do the math <laughs> because I forgot how to do the math. So, right. and I definitely think had I, and I wouldn't do my math in French. I, um, because of the program oh. I did, mm. I, yeah, my math was all done entirely from that's,
1: that's impressive. kindergarten
2: all the way to grade 11 in wow. French. That's and I would have done it in English from grade nine. And I probably would have would have had a better foundation of math, and I wouldn't have sucked so bad yeah. in grade twelve. Like I, I I regret I did definitely regret not making the decision to change lo- the level and change the language of math early mm-hmm. on, um, because I wish I could do it now. And wow. now I'm like, cool. I need to go ask my my grade six sister, who's like thirteen, yeah. what's like. <laughs> Twenty divided by four. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the one thing. But mm. um, in terms of everything else, like I think I would probably leave it the same. I don't. I don't. I. I know I did what I could in university. Mm. Could I have done better? Yeah, but yeah, meh, yeah. whatever. Yeah.
0: Um. For myself, I think I'm. I'm. I think I'm going to echo Martin's thoughts in terms of would I change. The pathway that I did. I'm gonna say no. I did. I met a lot of interesting people. I met a lot of great people. I feel like I grew a lot uh, in the pathway I chose, and that I found myself in more ways than one. Through this pathway, I'm not sure how it would have ended elsewhere. Like, if I chose another pathway, how it would have changed that course in mm. terms of how I, you know, learned about myself and like really grew into the person I am today. Uh, with that said, there were all a lot of positives too that based on the pathway I chose. Right. I got to travel a lot during my studies to, you know, during the process, I, I did a month in Switzerland in high school. I went to, did a few exchanges in Quebec, went to high school. I did. I spent a month in, I I did my grade
1: grade 12. Just in high school.
0: Yeah. I did my grade 12 French credit in Switzerland. So I lived in the mountains for a month. uh, Oh my God. (laughs) I have always wanted
1: to go there. That's crazy. That's, That's that's, oh, I'm so jealous.
0: Yeah. It's great. So. I don't think i regret the pathway uh i did a lot of traveling that came with the territory of like what i did in terms of my studies i think because i work in the public sector right now i just don't maybe perhaps that would not be my first choice if i had to change my career pathway uh i would probably switch to something that's a little more lucrative just because there's a lot of disagreements that don't, don't align with my own values right now in terms of public sector and i run with it you know i'm not going to rock the boat but I think there are enough differences that if I had to do it over again, I think I would have went with a private sector doing perhaps a different job that I'm doing right now. But yeah. So anyways, to reframe my question earlier. So instead of would you go back and change it, and I think part of why we wouldn't change it is because of the butterfly effect. If you change one aspect of your life, you're going to change pretty much the rest of it. Right. If, if it, 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 it's a domino effect. So what I would, ch- how I would reword the previous question is instead of changing your past, uh, what is your, what is a dream profession that you would want, like that you, if you could have, if you could do, what would it be? And I'll start with mine. If I could, you know, just like for fun, it doesn't matter how much you make or not, It's just one of those side professions that you want to perhaps explore. I would love to do voice acting. I think that's like, it's always been one of those things like, oh, that's so cool too. Like, see a okay. character that you lend your voice to on the screen whether it's for animation whatnot just kind of cool to just provide your voice for something and that's something like that's probably on my bucket list just provide my voice to some sort of animation before i like kick the bucket but what were some of your folks you know what are some of your dream professions that you would like love to just like just give it a shot give it a whack give it a little bit of a trial and take a moment to think about it don't need to
1: rush i i have two
3: Okay,
1: right. So, okay. So, I'll start with the first one. So, when I was a kid, did you guys ever watch like TVO Kids, like Channel Number yes, Two?
0: Yes, absolutely. Did
1: you, did you ever are watch there? Craft Creatures, like the what? Craft Brothers? <laughs> no. Do you, okay. Do you know who the Craft Brothers are?
0: Craft, like Craft?
1: I might be. I might even be butchering their name. So there's, they're twins. There's Chris, is a craftocrat. Oh my gosh.
3: It's cracked.
1: Cracked. There you go. I can't even call myself a fan. Disappointed. Shame Ooh, on uh,
0: sabo- Ooh, Yes. Oh, so those two
2: guys. Damn. Okay. Yes. Now I know who you're talking about.
1: Yes. But, but these two guys, so they did a show before Zububufu. Zubum- Zubum-
0: Zubufu.
1: There you go. They did a show before that when they were actually young. Yeah. Right. But it was still based around animals and going out and seeing animals, and that right. was like my shit when I was growing up. Like that. Like I love that show to death because I just like learning about animals. Right. So potential dream career, like I don't know, doing what they do, right? Going out just to see animals and and learn about them and hang out with them. Right. Something along the lines of. I don't know if it's necessarily going to be on TV, right? right? But uh, I think that'd be really cool. And the other thing is just more of like. My little nerd dreams going up as well. I'm like, I liked video games a lot, so I'm like, maybe I could be a video game designer. I would design the coolest game ever, or whatever. Yeah. Okay. So Those would be like my two. Okay. All right. Okay. Dan, well, now you're ex- I have
2: two. Now I have two. Okay. So the first thing was actually supposed to be my plan B, and then it turned into plan Z when <laughs> I realized I didn't have the 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 needed courses to even pursue it. Okay. Um, I wanted to be a pilot. Actually. Oh, that's cool. I've always I've always thought it was so cool, like understanding the way air moves, controlling such large machinery, like mm. understanding radio wavelengths and stuff. I was I always thought that would be just like an amazing job. And then I actually looked into it to what it would be to be a pilot, and it's like twelve years before you can work for like one of the one of the big guys, make like good money. Oh damn. Um. Yeah. It's it's you do your training and then you have to you kind of work your way up the hierarchy to get to a nice paying job Mm. uh you're making money on you're actually making money on flights etc um the second one was one that i've always considered because of how many books i read i wanted to be a book editor um but i also knew i couldn't do that because everybody wants to be a book editor nobody wants to work for their actual money right. <laughs> so um yeah but uh, definitely a pilot or a book editor those were like yeah those are the things that that I if I had the chance to try it I would be like cool so i for a month I'm down yeah yeah I think
0: I think that's really cool I thought I think it's also it'd also be cool to be a, a flight attendant I know it sounds kind of silly. It was like, it's kind of cool just to uh, travel around the world in like free flights and just travel and see different places without spending too much, you know, yeah. sure. You don't make a huge salary, right. You don't, you are not making six digits, but I think that's a good exchange for like the experience, the chance, the opportunity to travel the globe and, you know, just visit places for like free essentially, because they cover food mm-hmm. and expenses too. That's, I mean, that's, that's wicked. Uh, Obviously we're not traveling anywhere right now and given our new restrictions, quote unquote, (laughs) um, for our, for our province. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. (laughs) But yeah, I'm really glad to hear that. We're like really happy with ourselves. I think it's great that we've found ourselves and we're still continuously uh, I feel like growing ourselves in different ways. And uh, yeah, it's great to hear. Yeah, so um, I think we're pretty much at the end of this podcast. So thanks for joining us, Deanna. Really ha- really happy to have you ha- on board today.
1: Yes, absolutely.
2: No problem, anytime.
0: Yeah, it was really fun. And so folks, thanks for joining us today on episode two from Roots to Groots. Please give us some feedback on uh, wherever you follow us. Give us five stars if you like the program. Give us a like, wherever that is. Until next time. <laughs> and until th- until next time,
3: bye. We'll see you soon,
0: and we'll see you next time.
1: Yes. Ciao. See you guys.
0: Bye.